God. Has he turned your sorrow into joy? What a great God we serve. Let's turn to the book of Luke, chapter 3, verse number 15. And we're going to read verses 15 and 16. What a wonderful journey we have been having in the word of the Lord since the beginning of the year. God giving us strength, talking to us about uh, overcoming and persevering. And, and we're just so thankful from the, for the strength that we receive from the word of God. And tonight we're going to change that subject just a little bit. And I want to talk to us, this wonderful Wednesday night crowd. I want to talk to us about expectation or expecting. And I know Pastor has ministered on this several times over the years and dealing with the importance of expecting God to do something in our life. But after coming out of uh, COVID and economic downturn and all of the crazy things that took place in 2020, I thought maybe we could use another dose of expecting God to do great things. He has already proven to you and I this year that he plans on feeling people with the power of the Holy Ghost. He plans on healing and delivering and providing for, and the list just goes on and on. I'm so thankful I am a part of the kingdom of God. I am a part of this great kingdom. Can you say amen? amen. Book of Luke chapter 3 and verse number 15. And as the people were in expectation, and all the men mused in their hearts of John, whether he were the Christ or not, John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh the latches of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Lord, bless your word tonight. Use your servant. Touch us, Lord. God, we pray. Let us receive from the powerful word of the Lord. And everybody say amen. Before you're seated, I would like to just take a quick break. My boy Joel called me a couple of days ago. He is actually preaching for the first time the main service there at the college. And uh, so he's really, really nervous. I thought maybe we'd say a prayer for him because it's only, it's only 620 there. And so he hasn't quite got in the pulpit yet. Would y'all just want to pray and ask God to use uh, Joel tonight? Father, in your wonderful name, we come to you. We thank you. For the way that you are using the young men and women of this church. We pray God a special anointing upon Joe Kyle. Lord that you would use him tonight. Anoint his mind and his tongue. Father let the words that he speak. Let them come from you. Help him to put flesh aside. And hear the voice of the Lord. We ask it in the mighty name of the Lord and Savior. And everybody say amen. Thank you. God bless you. You may be seated. I'm going to let him know you prayed for him. That's going to make him feel real good, assuming he does an all right job. So we find here in the word of the Lord, the book of Luke, a very uh, unusual, peculiar 
a set of or circumstances or maybe I should say attitude that is coming from uh, the children of God. And so the word of the Lord says here, as the people were in expectation. And then it even goes on to say that the men mused in their heart. And, and a way that we would say that today would be that they weren't only in expectation, but they were literally on their tiptoes. They were excited and uh, waiting for that at any moment, uh, something powerful and wonderful was going to come from this man John that came preaching out of the wilderness. Now something that we need to do here real quick is maybe to get a better understanding of what exactly uh, is going on here to get a uh, to get a context of the uh, of the people that were surrounding John the Baptist here you see these people that were in a mode of expectation they were coming out of what we call the dark ages 400 years of silence from God not a single prophetic word spoken to our knowledge in over 400 years not a one prophet that we know of from the word of God during this time. Not a single sign from God. No burning bushes or Mount Carmel experiences. No deliverances from lions or furnaces. No manna from heaven or angelic appearances or miracles or any supernatural event whatsoever. No opening or parting of the sea. No walls falling down. No powerful presence of God, uh, no priest going in and speaking to the Lord and then coming back out to talk to the people about what he heard from God. 400 years of silence, yet a voice comes out of the wilderness, a man called John, and begins to preach to repent for the day of the kingdom of God is at hand. And the men begin to gather around and, and from their hearts begin to flow this excitement, this expectation. Could this be the one? Could this be the Christ that we read about in Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Hosea, Joel, and the prophets of the Old Testament? Could this be the one? This sort of blows my mind, if you please. After so many years of hearing nothing, so many years of nothing going on, then one single sign appears and birth out of them like a seed buried in the ground waiting to germinate and bust out of its shell and come forth to get a hold of what's going on above. It seems like that was palpitating inside of their chest when they begin to hear the anointed voice. They couldn't quite understand it, couldn't quite perceive it, but it was so powerful. It ripped aside all doubt. It pulled them out of apathy and brought them back into a place of expectation with God. Hallelujah. 
So we find John answers them and he tells them, he says, no, I am not the one. You would have thought at that moment they would have bowed their head. They would have went off sad and and all confused. Well, just another false prophet, if you please, another false voice claiming to be the Christ. But when John said, no, it's not me, he did not leave them there. He said, however, so that your expectation doesn't go to waste, what I would like to do, John said, is bring your expectancy back into order because the word of God told you that when he comes he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh what John was telling the people is that you need to take this expectancy and you need to put it back in the word of God because God doesn't just move because you expect him to he moves when your expectancy and your faith is founded on God's word when our expectancy and our faith is founded on the word of God there is nothing that can stop it there's not a mountain it will not remove there's not a valley it will not raise up there's not a crooked path it will not straighten out when we get in God's word and begin to expect God to fulfill his word in our life Anybody here expecting God to do great things? Hallelujah. Everybody say expectancy. Ask your neighbor, did you come expecting something? Or did you just complain about the traffic? (laughs) You come expecting God to do something? Or did you just worry about your problems all the way to church? I know that's where we were. Did we really come expecting God to do something tonight? Or were we just preoccupied with all the little things of life? What I'm here to say tonight is that that a group of men who have not heard from God for 400 years of people who have not heard a voice have felt a power or anything could be so moved by just a possibility that the Messiah has showed up. I wonder what would happen in this place tonight or Sunday morning if we would come to the house of God with an expectancy in our heart having felt his glory having heard his voice having seen his power how much more should you and I expect he said remember this one that is coming the word of God tells you what will happen Proverbs says turn you at my reproof behold I will pour out my spirit unto you and I will make make known my words unto you we know the famous scriptures in Joel and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters they shall prophesy your old men they shall dream dreams your young men 
shall see visions and also upon the servants and upon the handmaidens in the days will I pour out my spirit keep your expectation focused in God's word you see, one of the most dangerous things that you and I can do is have false expectation. It's to believe God for something that's not founded in the Word of God. To trust, to trust God for something that has never been a promise from Him to you and I. It would be foolish for you and I to expect never to go through a trial, never face persecution, never have difficulties, never have these things in our life. Because the Word of God tells us so plainly that we will suffer they hated him and they will hate us but there is an expectation in God's word I cannot expect never to suffer never to go through difficult times but I can expect God to deliver me when things are greater than I am because that's what he said he said I'll never put anything on you more than you can bear but if something comes on you and it's greater than what you can bear then you can bank on one thing I will show up and I will make a way of escape for you and together we will bear whatever it is and we will make it through I can have that expectation of God I cannot have the expectation of God that I'm going to be a millionaire, that I'm going to live affluently in this world and everything's going to be given to me and I'm going to eat off a silver spoon and I'm going to have the greatest education and all of these things. I cannot have that expectation and it be founded on God's Word. But I can tell you He will put food in my cupboard. He will put a roof over my head. He will put clothes on my back. He will provide for me and my family. I can expect that because it's founded on the Word of God. I can expect it. It's founded on the Word of God. Can you say amen? Let's get our expectations back in God's Word. There's nothing more daunting. Nothing more discouraging than to believe and expect and then not come to pass only one day to realize through preaching or maybe through reading the word of God ourselves that I was expecting God to do something that wasn't even founded in the word of God but if I can take my need whatever the need is whatever the urgency is whatever the difficulty is if I can take it and go to the word of God with it and I can find some scripture maybe it won't be exactly what I want maybe the deliverance won't be as great or pure maybe the healing won't be as perfect maybe the thing that I'm looking for uh, will not come to pass but I can find something in the word of God that will help me deal with the situation in my life then I can stand firmly with an expectation that God will come to pass God will do what God said and he will not fail and he will not forsake and he will bring to pass his word oh let's worship him for a moment let's praise him together these men so long without his presence so long without his power so long without seeing his glory 
Yet when John was manifested before them, expectancy began to flow. And God said, John said, don't lose your expectation. But let's put it back into the word of God. Let's bring balance to your expectation. So that when God answers your prayer. So that when he does come to your rescue and your dilemma. You're not going to be disappointed about how it comes to pass. Because you'll know I'm standing on the word of God. You see God's word does not promise you and I. That he will deliver us from every persecution. That he will set us free from everything that comes our way. That is not in his word. But he does say I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll walk with you. And we can be like David. Yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Why David? My expectation. It's not that there's not going to be a valley. My expectation is that God will be with me. And as long as that expectation is found in God's word, balanced with his promises from his beautiful word of God, I will never be disappointed. I will never be let down because I will be founded on this beautiful beautiful word they were expecting something mighty they were expecting something to happen and sometimes with you and I it might be a long time before we hear from God we might have been praying for something for years 10 years 20 years 30 years maybe all of your life you've been seeking God about something in particular maybe some mother has been praying for a lost son or daughter that's been lost for 10 20 30 years maybe it's been a while and you're wondering it's difficult to conceive will God ever do it will he ever come will he ever show up will the Messiah ever walk on the earth like the word of God promises us that he will it's been so long I'm not sure I don't know if it's going to happen as difficult as it is you and I must never lose our expectation not everybody was gathered around John I promise you there were many of them who heard him heard about him but they were so overwhelmed they were so driven back it had been so long for them they had lost all hope that the Messiah would ever come but there were those that no matter how long it took no matter how long it lasted I will never quit believing I will never stop hoping I can see that mom and dad uh, putting it into the heart of those children uh, the Messiah's coming uh, the Messiah's coming they put it in the heart of their children the Messiah's coming then their children the Messiah is coming uh, and then one day uh, he actually showed up uh, oh uh, why because his promises uh, are true uh, I'm telling us tonight uh, don't lose uh, your expectation of God uh, get in the word find out what the word says concerning whatever is going on in your life and hang on and don't let go and don't quit because God will come God will come somebody say God will come God will come my God 
we would think <laughs> that we would be the easiest, I guess, because we feel his presence. We see his supernatural power. We taste and see that the Lord is good every time we come to the house of God. We experience his power and we experience his glory. We, if anyone, should have a high expectation of God. There was a little league team going on and read this little thing here and and uh, it was a little league game, some little guys. And, and uh, the one team was losing 18 to nothing. And one of the parents come by the, by the uh, Doug, is that a Doug, Doug house? Doug, Doug house? Doug out? Doug out? Anyway, that place where the, the kids stay. And he goes by there and he puts his hands, you know, puts his hands upon the fence. And there, he talks to the little fella. He says, he says to the little guy, he says, everything okay, buddy? I bet you're discouraged, aren't you? He said, discouraged? Why would I be discouraged? He said, son, you're losing 18 to nothing. He said, yeah, but we haven't batted yet. It was first inning. They haven't even gotten out of the dugout to swing a bat. But that, friend, is what I call expectations. He had a lot of faith on, in those young boys out on that field. They might not be able to catch that ball, but you ought to see them bat. Because he was expecting to come back and win this game. This is the kind of expectation that you and I need to have. It doesn't matter how much the devil beats you up all day long. It doesn't matter what you go through at your work. It doesn't matter what you go through on your campus. It doesn't matter what you go through in your home. It doesn't matter what you go through wherever it may be. Whatever you face. And how many temptations come your way. How much pain is in your body. And, and it's like, the, it's like a, some demon might stand over you and say... You you must be really discouraged. First you got first thing you got up in the morning, your blood pressure was high. Next thing you know, you reared in somebody at a red light. Then you, you finally made your way to work and your and your boss handed you a pink slip. You must really be discouraged. You know what our response ought to be? Oh, I'm not discouraged. I haven't had time to get on my knees yet. Wait till I get on my knees. Wait till I start praying. Wait till I get to church. Wait till my brothers and sisters find out about it and begin to pray for me and travail for me you haven't seen nothing yet my God hasn't got up to bat yet my God hasn't moved yet you oh 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 there is an expectation in my heart for God to do great things you have that kind of expectation, I'll tell you what will happen. I'll tell you what will happen. God will heal you of your high blood pressure. He'll find a way to give you a brand new core, Shelly Ann. He'll find a way to bless you like you've never been blessed. You'll be called up by an old boss. They'll offer you the old job back with better pay and better benefits. What happened? My God came up to bat. I had expectations that God would see me through. Somebody shout hallelujah. <clears throat> that's expectation that's believing the bottom line is simply this God can do anything Genesis 18 and 14 says is anything too hard for the Lord at the time appointed everybody say at the time appointed 
I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. God can do anything. But it's at his appointed time. What he wants from you and I. Is not to lose our hope. Not to lose our faith. Not to lose our expectancy. Jesus said. When I return. Will I find faith on the earth. That's all he's worried about. It don't matter how long it takes. It don't matter if it takes a week. A year. 20 years. Or 400 years. The point is. I'm coming. And I'm going to walk amongst you. And when I come. Will I find faith. And so God says to you and I, don't lose that expectancy. Believe. I've given you the promise. Trust in me. Walk with me. Oh, but God, it's so difficult. Walk with me. But Lord, it's been so long. Walk with me. Expect it from me. I'm going to come. And when I come, what I'm going to be looking for is faith. Did you continue to believe? Did you hold on? Did you stay with me? Did you keep the faith? Acts chapter 3 and verse number 2. A certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried. Whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple. To which was called beautiful to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple ask alms. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John said look on us and he gave heed unto them expecting to receive something of them listen we always preach about the lame man's expectation but you know who I want to talk about I want to talk about Peter and John's expectation they knew about that lame man they knew ever since he was a child he was carried by others and laid at a gate day after day after day the priests would go by the Levites would go by the rituals would take place all the glories and the praises and the and all of the uh, rituals would happen and not one thing ever happened to this man lame I want to tell you who had expectation when Peter looked at that lame man he said fasten your eyes upon us silver and gold have we none but such as we have we give unto thee he took him by the hand rise and walk you talk about expectation Peter had it John had it we need to get a hold of it if we are start trusting God to do the miracles that have not been done for years if we'll trust God to do the things that nobody's seen done for years I'm here to tell the sanctuary of the Palm Beaches God will move God will show up God will bear his arm of salvation he is a miracle God he is a miracle God come on where are my Peters where are my Johns look on us look on us we serve a God who will deliver a God who will set free a God who will provide Woo! Yeah, the lame man. He expected the natural. But Peter <clears throat> expected the supernatural. He said, what you're expecting, I don't have any of that. <laughs> what are you talking about, Simon? 
You're the main number dude. You're the number one dude. You don't have, you mean God didn't decorate your home with gold and all of these wonderful, beautiful things? No, silver and gold have I none. But then he said, that's what you're expecting. Now let me tell you what I'm expecting. I'm expecting God to raise you up. I'm expecting God to heal your legs. I'm expecting God to give strength to your ankles. I'm expecting God to do a miracle right here in the door of the temple. And nobody is going to be able to deny it. Because that is the God that I serve. Sanctuary. Let's begin to expect God to do great things. (coughs) And when someone looks at us and they say pray for me. You know, I have a headache. Say, listen, listen. You're expecting God to heal your headache. I'm here to tell you. Maybe you know something else going on in their life. And you can say, I'm here to tell you. God's not only going to heal your headache. But let me tell you. God's going to do this as well. Just speak it into their life. Listen, you're not the healer. You're not the deliverer. You're not the provider. The pressure's not on you. Open up your mouth and speak what the Word of God says He will do. And see God, and see God do miracles. See God do miracles. Bottom line is God can do anything. Anything at all. Forty years didn't matter to God. (laughs) Look on us. I'm going to close. Life without Christ is a hopeless end. But with Christ, it's an endless hope. I don't know who wrote that, but it's cool. And it's true. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Faith in God sees the invisible. (laughs) Believes the incredible. And receives the impossible. When we expect things of God. Jeremiah said it this way in 29 11. For I know, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you and expect it in. How powerful is this. God has an expected end for me and for you. He has and he has it all planned out. He knows where he wants to bring you. He knows how he wants it to end. And he doesn't want you to end in shame. He doesn't want you to end in sin. He doesn't want you to end cast out, a backslider. He wants you to end victorious and powerful. He's got an expected end in your life. Friend, if God is expecting something, I've got a feeling it's going to come to pass. He's got an expected end. And that's why the word of the Lord tells you and me that whatever work God has performed in us, He will bring to fruition. He will bring to completion. Book of Matthew, chapter 9 and verse number 27. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him. Now, they've never seen Jesus heal anyone. They were blind. 
And they might have heard about it, but they had never seen it. But when he walked by, they grabbed their old robe that identified them as a blind man and probably a beggar. And they began to follow after him. And it was like the Lord said, let me see how much expectancy they have. Son of David, have mercy on us. But Jesus just kept walking. Made his way into the house. The blind man followed him to the house. However they got there. Holding on to somebody else. Whatever means. It's trivial. The fact is they made it. And Jesus said unto them. Believe ye that I am able to do this. And they said unto him. Yea Lord. We expect it. We know you can. We followed you when we were blind. When we couldn't see anything. We didn't know what was coming, what was going. We were blind. We followed you. When we didn't know what the end was going to be, we followed you. When we didn't know what obstacles would be in our way, we followed you. And we expect in our hearts that you will do this for us. According to thy faith be it done in thee. And their eyes were opened and Jesus straightly charged them saying that no man know it. They followed him when they could see nothing. They continued to expect when they could see no outcome. No fruit of their prayers. You following me? No no hint that God is even working. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. You pray and things look like they get worse. You seek God and things go backwards, not forward. You fast and you become more confused and things get more cluttered and not more clear. And you're trying to figure, trying to figure everything out. But something on the inside of you just kept pursuing God because you expected God to do great things in your life. If we don't get a hold of anything else tonight, I hope that we get a hold of this. And that is we cannot lose our expectation. Let's stand to our feet and clap our hands to the Lord. And let's give him praise. He's a wonderful God. Come on. Let me hear a Wednesday night Holy Ghost filled hand clap. Oh, hallelujah. God, we love you. We praise you. Come on, while you praise him right now, just praise him a moment. Why don't you let a little bit of that expectation begin to rise back up again. Come on, I think I hear John's voice. I think I hear the voice in the wilderness. I hear the cry of the one that's making a way for Christ to come. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Let that expectation grow in your heart. Let it grow in your mind. Let it grow in your spirit. God, I'm going to believe you again. I'm going to follow you again. I can't see anything. I don't see any results. But I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to believe. I'm going to expect. And I'm going to see it happen. I am here to tell us tonight. And those of us that are watching online. That I believe. That a lot of things have not come to pass. Because we have stopped expecting. We have adjusted 
to our way of life. We have adjusted to what life has dealt us. Rather than continuing to expect God to do greater and better things in our life. We cannot lose our expectation. We must continue to believe. I don't know what it is that you may have been praying for. Maybe a while back, it kind of flooded out of your mind or out of your spirit. Maybe it's been a while since you prayed for that lost son or daughter. Maybe it's been a while since you prayed for that lost spouse. Or a while since you prayed for that co-worker that God has put in your life. That neighbor or that friend. You prayed for them so long and the more you prayed, the louder they cuss. The more you prayed, the more they drank. The more you prayed, the nastier they got to you. And what you didn't understand was that was God working in their life. Stirring everything up. But it's been a while now. You just kind of lost that expectation. You got tired of hearing no when you invited them to church. You got tired of hearing no when you asked to give them a Bible study. You just got tired. I wonder tonight if we can renew that expectation in our life. Not just towards a soul, but maybe something going on in your life. A loved one. Whatever, whatever it may be. And we just want to pray this prayer right now. That God will help us to renew that. Because it's more difficult than you think. Yes, it is. You can spark it for a moment. But it has a way of laying back down so quickly. To renew expectation in your life concerning something that you have been believing God for. Is going to take premeditated effort every day. Until it becomes a habit all over again. And you just automatically find yourself reaching out to God. Believing God. Trusting God. Hoping in God to see it come to pass. Father, we come to you tonight, this beautiful Wednesday night crowd. Lord, those that are watching online. Father, we, we come before you. We humble ourselves. We open our heart, our minds unto you, O oh Lord. God, we want you to remind us of something Something that we so expected you to do. But it's been so long. Lord, that that expectation went by the wayside. Father, we ask tonight, could you renew it, Lord? Could you renew it in our hearts and in our minds and in our souls? That we can begin to believe you and trust you and expect you to do this again. That we can prophetically in the spirit say, look on us. Look on us. Because we expect our God to do these great things in your life. Father, we ask it. In the wonderful, mighty name of Jesus. And everybody say, Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming to Wednesday night. I pray the word of the Lord has been a blessing tonight. Greet one another. Love one another. Be kind to one another. Uplift one another. Give one another money. And if someone gives you money, pay your tithe. Those of you that are online, God bless you. Good night.